Ah, hello. So good to see you again. Always a pleasure to have your company. Welcome back to the Gallery of Curiosities. I remain, as always, your humble host. All's good. As Valentine's Day is just past, I thought I would prepare two exhibits for you this evening. One for those who are fond of the holiday, and the other for those who are not. If you're a fan of Cupid in all things romantic, then this is the episode you want to listen to. If not, stop your player now and choose the one with the darker artwork. I'll wait. Very well. I shall begin. This story comes to us from author Julia Lafond, who got her master's in geoscience from Penn State University. Her fiction has been featured in venues such as The Martian Magazine, Etheria Magazine, and Thirteen Podcast. In her spare time, Julia enjoys reading and gaming. It will be read for us by Ms. Jasmine Arch. Coward's Corsage, written by Julia Lafond, narrated by Jasmine Arch. The Herbcrafter's stall was overflowing with wares just as bright and tempting as carnival confections, and none more so than the fresh-cut candy floss pinks. I told myself I was only looking. Once I'd gotten my fill of those glorious flowers and their puffy, layered petals, I take my groceries home and forget all about them. It's what I should have done. Like my grandmother always said, good honest people have few uses for magic. Turning an emblem against someone else made you into a scoundrel, and turning them on your own mind made you a cheat and a coward. I was already a coward. Before I could think better of it, I asked the vendor how much it would be for a corsage. It was so much less than I thought it would be, I didn't even bother haggling. While she clipped the stems, I gazed at the other offerings, wondering if pinks were really the best option. There were hepaticas for confidence, sprigs of black poplar for courage, and even moss road buds for... <sighs> no, it was the right choice. All pinks were for boldness, but carnation pinks were also for a woman's love. The first I didn't have, and the second was the reason I so desperately needed it. When the vendor held out the ribbon-wrapped corsage, I hesitated. If I did this, I'd always know I only did it through magic. It wasn't too late to muster up my own boldness and go tell Euonymus how I felt about him. Except I'd been trying every day for three weeks, only to lose my nerve the moment he answered the door. 
I offered excuse after excuse, like the coward I was. Today would be no different, nor the next, nor the one after, nor even the one after that. If I had any hope of becoming anything other than his friend and neighbor, it was this. I took the offered pinks, and it felt like I'd been struck by lightning. All my whirling doubts went utterly silent. With a wide grin, I thanked the vendor and tucked the corsage into my buttonhole. The flower's scent was a promise of how sweet it would be to finally get my feelings off my chest. The world around me was bright and crisp, the sky was clear blue, the sun warmed my skin and the birds sang sweetly from the trees. Even the people seemed happier, or perhaps they were always that happy, and I couldn't see it with my forever downcast eyes. Not even tripping over a loose cobble could dull my mood. I simply picked myself up and kept walking, whistling a jaunty tune. I only stopped long enough to put my groceries away before knocking on Euonymus's door. When he finally answered, even with boldness coursing through my veins, he was so stunning it took my breath away. His angular features were perfectly framed by his long black curls. His work at the smithy had endowed him with a muscled physique. But above all, his smile. Every day until now, it bewitched me so utterly I lost my wits. Today, however, I had magic of my own. Would you like to go to dinner with me? He blinked, taken off guard for the first time since I'd met him. Tonight, I blurted out, unable to stop talking now that I'd started. And afterward, maybe we could go to the central square and watch the moon rise. That was bold, all right. Heat flushed to my cheeks as I waited for his answer. He'd probably say no, but I'd known that from the start. What mattered was that I'd finally let these secret feelings bloom, even if they were doomed to wither. I'm afraid I can't, he said gently. His rejection hurt more than I expected. Blinking back tears, I did my best to accept it gracefully. All the while, I wondered whether it wouldn't have been better to stay silent. I already told my cousin I'd help him move to his new house this evening. Could we go tomorrow night instead? It took a moment to understand what he'd just said, and that he was nervously fidgeting with his sleeve cuff while he waited to see whether I'd agree. Flushing hotter than ever, I nodded vigorously, barely squeaking out a yes, See you then. With one last smile, he closed the door. Alone again, my wits came rushing back, as if I'd woken from a dream. I could scarcely believe it wasn't a dream. I'd finally done it, and even better, he said yes. Remembering how I'd done it, my smile faded, though I couldn't bring myself to be sorry. It was probably best to take off the corsage before I got used to it. My searching fingers closed over an empty buttonhole. I stared down at my shirt, wondering if the candy floss pinks had vanished into thin air the moment their magic served its purpose. It was ridiculous, but so was the idea they somehow came off without me noticing. 
but I did trip over that cobble. I rushed back into the street, staring down at the cobbles until I found what I was looking for. My corsage, fallen by the wayside. Emblems only worked when you were wearing or holding them. When I walked off without my corsage, I unwittingly left behind every trace of magic I needed to confess my feelings. Except I'd done it anyway. With trembling fingers, I picked up the candy floss pinks. Bruised, but still full of sweetness and heady magic, I carried them home, carefully putting them in a vase on the windowsill, where they could remind me of the love and boldness I carried together within my heart. felt some sort of stirring in my chest during that story. I wonder if it was something that I ate. Blob of mustard, perhaps, or spot of gravy. At any rate, this evening's reader was Jasmine Arch, a narrator, writer, and poet whose brain thrives on chaos and caffeine. She lives in a rural corner of Belgium with four dogs, two elderly horses, and a husband who knows better than to distract her when she's writing. Find out more about her and her work at jasminearch.com. I suppose I should go and update my Tinder profile at least with a photo taken this century. Or last century. It's just not the same without those sulfur fumes. Anyway, do take care and come visit us again next time at the Gallery of Curiosities. Gallery of Curiosities is produced under a Creative Commons International 4.0 Non-Commercial Attribution No Derivatives License. Story copyrights remain with the authors. Our theme song is Ashes Ashes by Deus Ex Vapora Machina. If you like the show, give us some hearts and flowers on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. This episode was produced in February of 2024. For full show notes, visit us online at gallerycurious.com. <laughs>